this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Azira, Kit, and Flick. <laughs> Last week, the party took in all the new information provided by Flick's prophecy spell and took a swing at making a plan. Based on Kit's scrying, the Tiefling Sister and the Earth Key are headed east, ostensibly towards Fiona and the Eastern Island, and will arrive in approximately seven-ish days, so that's a problem for later. More immediate was speaking with the transformed Arcanists to see if they could be of any help in the war to come, and so Hawks, Brita, and our crew descended into the Arcanium to speak with Uza, the former Arcanist of Divination. It was, as it usually is with Uza, a confusing and meandering conversation, and before serious headway could be made, some sort of explosion was heard outside. As Flick and Bizdira rushed to find out what was going on, Kit lingered with Uza long enough to hear her say, This is just the first. It will get worse. Yes, I think I can. I don't know how, but I think I can. Don't worry, you'll ask me that question eventually. What will Kit make of this odd warning? Is Uza finally being kinda helpful, maybe? And what caused that big boom upstairs? Let's find out. Hey y'all. Hello. 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 This is a lot. It was a it was a little it was like a I don't know, like a passing episode where it was like, oh, we gotta figure out what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. shit went down. I like it. How are we feeling? Mm, feeling good. good. Feeling Confused. like mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Feeling like Anxious. um I wanna go see what's going on upstairs. But I think we yeah, should probably should talk a little bit. I mean, we could go back to the old traditions of the early seasons. It wouldn't be the end of the world. But does anyone have anything from the last um, week slash 15 minutes? Oh, I was going to say that um, I did enjoy a bit of theater last night. Um, oh! I had tickets literally fall into my lap for Assassins Off-Broadway. So if oh, anybody is familiar so with musical theater, um, yeah, it was splendid. Everything about it was spectacular truly i don't really have anything else to say about it i don't really know what makes me feel this way but something tells me that many of our listeners have at least a passing familiarity with <laughs> <Something> musical theater <laughs> <Hopefully>. <laughs> but yes that production is great to balance things out i have a uh, very tiny bout of passing knowledge and i have no idea what that show is but i'm glad you enjoyed it well imagine if somebody wrote a musical about all of the either successful or attempted assassins in U.S. history. And you've got it. That is... It's one of those things where, like, you read the blurb or a synopsis of a musical and you're like, that doesn't seem like it would work. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, that was just delightful. You know, it's it's something that just doesn't doesn't always make sense. Delightful is maybe not my first word choice about <laughs> about the musical assassins, but it is intriguing <laughs> and uh, it definitely it's a good word puts a smile on your face multiple times within the hour and forty five minutes you're in the theater. Well, not quite as exciting. I just started reading Schindler's List. A little bit oh, more depressing. Oh, I, I don't. <laughs> well, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Little, little bit more depressing. I've never mm. seen the movie adaptation, so this is all new for me. Have you read the Alice Network? No. You should add it to your list. It's I've heard of Alice that book. Network. Yeah, and I'll put it on my Goodreads now. It's so good. Yeah, I haven't. There's, there's a bunch of little free libraries around the neighborhood here, and so every, every time I pass one, I 
take a peek in and Schindler's List happened to be in one. I was like, ah. I'll tell you what I have been reading lately is more gaming books, but not like an officially published Watsi D&D book. Um, Keith Amon uh, sent me a copy of both of his books, uh, which are titled The Monsters Know What They're Doing and More Monsters Know What They're Doing. Oh, exciting. Uh, and they're, <laughs> they're books that basically like break down combat tactics mm. for D&D monsters based on uh, like ability scores and abilities and their creature type and things like that. So it's about how, you know, if if a if a creature has a really high like strength and constitution score, then its combat style is going to be like in your face, wail on you until you can be wailed upon no more. Whereas if they have a really like high dexterity score, say, they're probably going to really try and do their best to stay at range, right? Um, or if they have a really high charisma score, they're going to do everything they can to not fight you. And it's just a really interesting way of thinking about combat and not just, like, hurling bad guys at you all that fight you until you have depleted all of their hit points, right? Because mm-hmm. that's another big thing is, like, uh, there are these, like, wounded thresholds based on, like, percentages of ex- of HP remaining. And, like, pretty much everything except, like, undead and constructs will at some level, some threshold of damage or another be like, oh, I... I'm going to die. Perhaps I should run away, which is like not something that I as a DM do very often. But now I'm thinking about tactics and stuff. So beware. Uh, but they're clever little books. They're not little books. They're clever books. Expanding your dungeon master horizons. Look at you. Yeah. You know, I was very grateful for the gift. Uh, thanks, Keith. And that's, that's my reading these days. Uh, we should put some of that into practice. Should we play some D&D speaking of? Yes. Yes, yes, I think we should. Okay, here we go. Now, you all don't know this, but the intro music for when we jump into the game this week um, is the sound of fire and explosions and screaming, because that's what you all hear when you get out of the Arcanium. Oh, yay. <sighs> so... Uh, Bizdira and Flick and Hawks and Brita first and Kit a few moments behind uh, run out of the entrance to the Arcanium and see the Guardian encampment nearby in flames. You all see, you take a look around and you see Guardians and, and non-Guardian kobolds running to and fro trying to put out these fires that have sprung up over all of these different makeshift tents and uh, you know little small buildings um, like wooden wooden structures and things like that and as you all sort of watch and stand there and take in what's happening you see how these fires are starting there is a bonfire sort of in the middle of the clearing right near you all remember that the arcanium here is in the middle of a big open circular clearing in the woods mm-hmm. and close to the entrance there is a sort of fire pit that's been dug it's used for sort of a central meeting area whatever whatever there is a roaring bonfire in this fire pit and as you all watch you see a tendril of fire snake up from the bonfire and lash out at a tent about 15 feet away that was not previously on fire and set it ablaze. I I, I feel like Bazir's immediately just going to click on her boots and try to attack the fire. <laughs> Incredible. Okay, uh, I think that's absolutely fair, and I do think that means we should roll initiative. Yes. Oh, Lordy, are you running I... away already? I'm not running away. I'm running towards the danger. I just got to touch you first. 
<laughs> you might have the opportunity to. Uh-oh. That dice <laughs> going away. All right, Bizdira, since you're kicking this off, what did you get? I uh, rolled a natty one, so that's Woo! four. But All my right. guess is, is that she tries to click her boots and kind of trips over her own feet. <laughs> I love it. Kit, what'd you get? A uh, 16. All right, and Flick? I got a 17. Okay. So, Bizdira tries to click her heels, trips over her own feet, and has to sort of pick herself back up and click again. And as that happens, as you sort of pick yourself up and prepare for round one of combat, uh, you all see, uh, you know, your gaze is taken back to the bonfire, and you watch as, again, some tendrils begin to grow out from it, but this time they coalesce into a, a vaguely humanoid-ish looking form, sort of like a robed hooded figure. You can't see feet at all because it's covered in this robe, but arms and face seemingly made of flame. That's kind of cool. Oh, that's horrifying. Looks fun. Forms out of this these tendrils of fire and stands, finds, sees it, you see it standing then uh, right next to the bonfire and it uh, runs over and sets ablaze another tent about 30 feet away. And you all can see that this thing seems to be connected to that central bonfire by one of these little tendrils. Uh, Flick, that brings us to you. Well, um, uh, yeah, I love, listeners, I love going first in combat more than anything in the world. And you always seem to. So seeing that uh, Bizdira has tried to click her heels already, mm. so I, I'm, I'm going to play a little three-note ditty and boop her on the nose so that she is protected <laughs> from elementals. Um, oh, so protection from evil. Protection case, from then. evil, yes. And the charmed doesn't really matter because you have stillness of mind, but uh, all of the attacks on you have disadvantage. So that's important. Nice. That is my immediate action. My bonus is to also give her bardic inspiration. <laughs> and that's a d8 right now, right? I think it's d8 still. And then I am actually going to start, I'm not going to move yet, but I'm actually going to start looking around to see if people are stuck, if there are people like escaping, uh, like guardians, etc., like who were attacked in the camp. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like, uh, this is the first, this creature that just came out of the fire looks to be the, or anyways, the, is the only, first and only creature you can see that has come out of the fire. Otherwise, it's just those sort of fire whips that have been setting tents and, and buildings on fire right around, and then that has been sort of spreading outwards. You do, make a perception check flick real quick. No passive on this one. That's an 18. You catch sight of uh, someone in a in a building that looks like it has just caught fire. Like this is maybe it's... I, I keep saying building because I don't want to say shack. That feels like disrespectful. And they aren't like terrible like that. But they are like little lean-tos, right? They're obviously like temporary shelter or whatever. Yes, yeah. right? They're just more than tents. Um, you see this one that has just caught fire. Uh, in fact, I think it is the one that the creature has gone up to and started a fire on. You see a, a guardian come running out of this building and you catch a glimpse of inside, uh, and you see smaller versions of the little flame whips striking different flammable things in the house coming out from the little tiny cook fire that is inside this house, and this guardian is running out of their building. 
Alright, I'm going to hop on my broom and head over that way, however far that is. And then that is the end of my turn. It's like eight <laughs> feet, but yeah, ride your broom. It's fine. All right. <laughs> um, what's your broom speed? Is it 50? Uh, 50 feet. Okay, it's actually probably about 45 or 50 feet away, this building, because you all are, I think, probably 20 to 30 feet from the bonfire, right? And then this one's on the other side of the bonfire and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I think it's most of your move to get over there, but you can get over there. Yeah, just over in that direction so that I can either rescue someone who needs to be rescued or uh, battle something that needs to be battled. Okay, sounds like a plan. Next up is Kit. I just... (laughs) I just want to do a tidal wave. (laughs) I mean, at first I was like, oh, a wall of water would be helpful. But I feel like if we're seeing that they're little, little fire things hopping out from the other fires, I feel like the best way to just cut this off at the knees is to just do a big tidal wave. That's amazing. And I apologize in advance to all the guardians. <laughs> yeah. And also I apologize me. six seconds in advance. <laughs> uh, and, and also probably you. Yeah. You're on, you're on a, you're on your broom. You'll be fine. <laughs> Start oh, sure, surfing yeah. on your broom. <laughs> oh, <gasps> very good. Ooh, okay. I'm on yeah. board. <laughs> I'll do some healing afterwards. I'll, you know, we'll make up for it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Holy bananas. Okay, so this creates a wall that washes across a, an area up to 30 feet long, 10 feet wide, and 10 feet tall. That's so much water. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have to do anything? Nope. <laughs> okay, tell us what this looks like, because this is at the... Se- like, yes, this is an island, but this is the center of the island. You ain't here no... <laughs> Even the river Ushrog's like... <laughs> half a day's travel at the very least. To be fair, I once cast the spell also in the middle of an island in the middle of the air. So... (laughs) Oh, I'm not saying it's not possible. I just want to know what it looks like. I think that I have a little water skin on my hip. And I think I take my water skin and I like kind of like very dramatically and gracefully like I can't even like sweep my arm over my head so the water goes everywhere and yes. then I whatever do my magic so that it all that water expands and becomes the tidal wave. Yes. Kitty's really coming into her own with flavorful <laughs> spellcasting now that she has this staff and shit and I'm yes. very into it. She is a master of nature and I'm <laughs> very here for it. Um, great. Holy bananas. Okay, so this does, so anyone that's in the area needs to make some sort of a save, right? A dexterity save. So, mm. Flick, I do need you to make that save. Um, and some guardians are going to make it, and then this creature that has come out is going to make it. Um, all of the stationary fires are going to fail, uh, because... <laughs> Yay! Goodbye, fire! Kit, how, uh, Flick, how'd you do? Uh, you know what? Flick and Kit's sister bond has never been greater, because I rolled a 24, <laughs> so I knew this was coming. I knew that my sister was going to cast a tidal wave, and so I save. <laughs> Great. Uh, meaning you only take how much damage, Kit? <laughs> Oh, let's roll it up. Let's hope roll that, it up. Let's hope it's bad. <laughs> and like that I roll badly. Um, oh, it's pretty average. So I okay. guess that's good. Mm-mm-mm. 19 is the total damage. So I take half. 
So I just went to double to just check some some things, and this is so many gallons of water that I think that fire creature and all of the fires within this radius are just immediately extinguished. Yay, I don't think there's any so ifs, ands, or buts about it. <laughs> uh, I also think that that creature. There is. It has a thing where, like, it takes a certain amount of cold damage for every gallon of water that gets... This was so many gallons of water. <laughs> uh, so it's dead. And the fires are extinguished. And and I I guess we're out of initiative. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fast. on the one hand, sorry. But on the other hand, amazing. <laughs> yeah, don't apologize. That yeah. was amazing. And I loved it. Because it was... <laughs> It was going to get real bad, y'all. There were all kinds of things going to come out of that fire. Good. I'm glad. So well done. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, yeah. Well done. What the fuck was it? I don't know. Well, I do. Uh, But you did very well against it. Mm. I mean, I think we can make some educated guesses about what it was. Probably can. Yes, that that (laughs) seems to track. So Hux and Brita uh, come up to you and they're like, holy. That was very well done, kid. Um, (laughs) Uh, not to put too fine a point on it, but what the fuck happened? And Brita is already off, uh, like, going to check on... Several guardians were, like, slammed up against various, like, buildings and things in the tidal wave. They're all okay. 19 isn't going to kill any of them. Uh, but, like, some bruises and perhaps fractures. We're, I, I'll send I'll send my little healing wolf around. Oh, perfect. So that and, and Brita will do some, uh, some mundane first aid uh, and also is going to try and get a sense of what happened. Uh, so you all can go with Brita to to talk to people or do something else. Up to you all. Yeah, I want to talk to people. Yeah. All right. So you all can make a little a little triage a little triage round, and basically you don't really know what happened. People said they could see lightning for just a brief moment, sort of off in the distance, and then there was like a distant sound of rumbling, and then it sounded like. Maybe the river, which again is not nearby, but like the river was maybe flooding or something and was very loud, the sound of rushing water. And then the fires started freaking, all the campfires started freaking. And it's like all of them. Deeper into the encampment, you know, the the buildings and things are both more spaced out and sort of less inhabited during the day. So there were fewer fires going. So all of that sort of was able to get handled rather quickly. But here, closer to the Arcanium, it's just such a denser concentration that things got out of hand very quickly, it seems. So I'm going to, once, uh, maybe after we finished our rounds, when it's uh, the three of us, and I assume Brita and Hawks, I'm going to tell them. Mm. Uh, So after you all left the, the chamber... Uza said something to me um, about this just being the first and that it's going to get worse. And knowing what we know about the beast and the elements and all of that, it seems like we're in for a real treat in these next 14 months. Mm-hmm. Seems like it. Interesting that all four of them came at once. I think that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like, well... Almost like they were trying to battle each other. I don't know if that was just like, uh, I don't know. There's something weird going on. I want to make sure that my description was clear, not because anything you said is wrong, but I just want to make sure that it was clear uh, because I was giving secondhand reports of fictional people. You know that's what DMing is, right? 
That's where we're going to leave it for this week, folks. My yep. brain just Bye. melted. <laughs> yeah. The, the lightning and the rumbling and the water were nothing, like, there was no damage caused by any of them, nor were there any, like, instances of seeing, seeing or hearing anything other than brief indications of those things. Okay. Interesting that the fire was destructive, but I guess fire is destructive by nature. Well, also, this is this is the island where the fire key originated from. Uh, so, if one of the islands is going to be like, I, I think that that's how it's all. There you go. Together. I think that's in, yeah, good. Um, I mean, if Taryn's not here, somebody's got to read my mind. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Part of me, I'm curious. Well, when we talk to Octavia tonight, I'll be curious to hear what if anything happened on the eastern island today. Mm, great. That's so everyone's sort of patched up reasonably, uh, you know, to a reasonable extent. Uh, the fires are being watched. Very closely, <laughs> and and yeah, that that uh, very that situation was handled quickly and efficiently. What's next? <laughs> shall, shall we go back to back Uza? To the interrogation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did say we'd be right back. So <laughs> you did, you did, and it seems you were true. Uh, so that's fine. Uh, I, we don't have to do the whole dramatic re-entrance of the Arcanium. You all can get back down to to Uza's crystal window. Uh, the poor. <laughs> The poor guardian's like, I'm just, just grumbling, like, I just finished this circle. It's clearly Yuan-Ti, apparently. Uh, <laughs> and recasts Magic Circle uh, for y'all's protection. Great. So as you hear, let's let's go back, though, before we start this. As you all are walking down, Brita and Hawks are like, well, that was very exciting. So what are, what's the, pl- what are we doing? Why are we, ta- I mean, I know why we were talking to them. Why are you all talking to them? What do you want? Brita's starting to sound a whole lot like me. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't she supposed to be German? Have a German accent? No. Yeah. Well, so was here's the not? thing. The rest of the orcs are German, but Brita has been with the Guardians long enough that she has that lost she has her lost accent. Her. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Well, we're, well, we were, they were talking to them because they were the only beings around when the beast arrived the first time. Mm -hmm. And that was sort of the extent of their plan, right? Like they didn't really, like, were they going to get information? Were they going to get help? Were they going to, like, they didn't really know. They were just like, we don't know shit about shit. And these people were at least here. Well, so what I am curious about is less so what can we learn from them? Because I think, like, they were here in the Arcanium. I don't necessarily think they're going to have, like, a ton, a ton of information for us. But since Hawks and Brita said that they want to talk to us, I'm curious, like, I'm curious what they're, they want, like, I'm curious what they're hoping to gain from us and what they think that they can give us in return. So, sure. and I know that it was Rithmala who was maybe interested in that more than the other two. So I kind of want to start there. Mm. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, for what it's worth, Hawks is sort of like, I mean, God was fairly interested in making a deal with y'all as well. But like, also I wouldn't trust him to not burn down the whole world after he did whatever he said he would do. Well, I can always just, you know, do another tidal wave. That's why, <laughs> that's that's why a- I had it prepared, obviously, right. in case Bard pulled something. Yeah. <laughs> I think that tracks. I think that tracks. Yeah. Um, yeah. My sort of, this is maybe the dumbest question, but do we think that they might actually help us in this endeavor? Is that like, Uh, what's the likelihood? I think that's what, I think that's what the offer is going to be. Okay, great. 
Um, Just wanted to make sure that we were clear on what we were asking them to do. Okay. Well, I don't know if we're going to ask them to do it. I think that that's what they want. I think they're they want like to be freed or whatever, right. and then they're going to help us fight the beast. Sure. And we can discuss if we think that's a good idea or not. But sure. So so oh my god, this guardian's going to be so upset. Uh, but am I hearing that you all want to talk to Rithmala more than Uza right now? I think yes. so. But okay, I think that's that if we talked about it when we were coming down, then the Guardian Oh, that's true. That's true. That's already. true. That's true. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make him cast a third time. Um, yeah. Okay. That's fine. You can do that. Now, uh, Hawks and Brita have been taught. It took them a lot. One of the reasons that they haven't really gotten very far with any of this is because it took them a long time to get Rithmala's attention because they will not go through that door that leads to, like, her side. They just, like, spent forever, like, sliding notes under the door and trying to get something, some word to her so that she would come and talk to them through the door. So if you all want to go in and find her, that is absolutely fine. Um, if you would like to continue their uh, method of talking through the door, that also works. They have sort of a system set up now, like Rithmala knows that they're around and whatever. So up to you all. As much as I hate to offer this do we do you want to just give me some potential questions and i just go in by myself since she can't charm me and if i need to make a speedy exit i can i i'm not saying no to this because functionally you are correct Mm -hmm. but i do feel like it is important that i make one small distinction which is not that she can't charm you it's that it won't last longer than you want it to right right but there will like but she can charm you mm-hmm. and that is maybe not so much for this situation but generally speaking an important distinction yeah up to you guys maybe i'm metagaming a little bit but You're since 12th we 12 level it's fine bring it on yeah i mean we saw these this was like the first set of like really like really big bads that we fought when we were little baby adventurers. Right. I feel like we've got three twelve level twelfth level adventures now, like we can probably just go in. <laughs> I'm like I said, I'm fine with either way going in by myself or having y'all with me. Uh I think <laughs> If you suggest you go with her, I think Bizdera is going to go. Huh? Okay, great. You know, just have like a little like. Okay. Aww. Yeah, because uh, it's still mind control. Like she feels better about it, but it's still like you know, there's there's a lot of sore spots there for her. Well, um, do we know or do I know what type of creature Rithmala is? <laughs> you all remember that all three of these Arcanists, like we're just people, but now they're like living spells kind of, or living like manifestations of the magic that they were connected to, so not humanoid. (laughs) If I haven't done this already, I'm going to have Flick put the spellbinder in the bag of holding. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. 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 Gladly. Okay, got it. And then in we go when we're all going, is that what I'm hearing? I guess. I I would rather all go. I yeah. think. Okay. All right. So you all can, in that case, prepare. Are you doing anything to prepare? Are you. Uza and. I, oh, I keep doing that. Brita and Hawks. I don't know if they want to go with you. I would they, actually I'm, prefer them not to. Yeah. I'm okay, okay with great. them staying put along with the other guardians. I don't think we need a magic circle because. Like, it's... Yeah, Hawks is immediately like, okay, excellent, heard. Uh, and Brita, like, 
puts up a what is what is the word I'm looking for? Um, oh no! Don't don't go without exactly us. like a please, like a please a let us cursory, go with you. Cur- that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, exactly like a, a cursory objection, but <laughs> clearly does not away. want to go back oh, there. No, yeah, exactly. I'll, we'll we'll go right with you. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. So they clear out a little ways. Anything you all want to do before you open these doors and go in there? Yeah. So quick question, uh, Bizdira, you have advantage on against being charmed. Was that what it was? I can just end it. It takes an action, okay. but it, I can end the charmed and frightened okay. um, conditions. All right. In that case, since you're probably settled, I would like to cast, um, I will cast a third level enhance ability on myself and Flick and give us, uh, what is it? The Owl's Wisdom. Owl's Wisdom. Hmm. Good. Good job. Wait, Bizdira, you said you... Do you have... Bizdira can just end it. She can spend an action to just end okay. any charm effect that's on her. Then I'm actually going to cast a spell on you. Okay. I'm going to cast Intellect Fortress on you, which gives you advantage on intellect, uh, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saving throws. Ooh. On intelligence and charisma? And, and wisdom. wisdom. Um, checks and saves? Just uh, saves, saving throws, and it gives you yeah. resistance to psychic damage. Oh. Okay. Anything else before you all head in? Give them both a pat on the shoulder. Yeah, truly. Because that's all I can do for y'all. Sure. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be satisfactory. If you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcast from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll read those five-star reviews. We love reading those five-star reviews as soon as we get a chance to. Uh, so so give us them good feels. <laughs> we also, of course, want to remind you about our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks, like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. Of course, you're also supporting other Patreon creators via our Patreon at Forward program, so what's the downside? I do want to take a moment right now to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them so very much for their support. Thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, Tanya, and Ark, to our Shimmer Scale tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliyahu of Merck Grove, Lisa, Diane, Mercado, Etheridge, and Harmony Bat, and since this is the last episode of February, we also want to thank our Shimmer Scale council members, Nat Rose, Tony A. Ellis, Lucas Holcomb, Steffi Bernard, River Daniel, Stephen Mosley, Verpio, Kin, Sam Ellis, Rob Murphy, Kelsey G., Jay Sprig, Gordon Ross, Sam Rodman, Jabari Bunch, Tanya C. DePass, Adam Mando Wookie, Avari Roman, Shane, Sophia, Lavender Kazi, and Casual Pops. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash DND Last Refuge and become a patron today. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms continues to be awesome. You can play this free and easy idle game that has tons of familiar characters from DD podcasts and live stream shows on any device. Pretty much any gaming device. I made a joke about fridges last week, and then someone actually asked me if you could play it on a fridge. Anyway, uh, you can't play it on a fridge, but just about any other gaming system, you can check out Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Go to at Idle Champions on Twitter to get more information. And be sure to check out our episode notes every week to get a code that will get you free loot in-game. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and in CompTech.FilmMusic.io, respectively. 
respectively. As always, you can, of course, also check the episode notes if you want specific track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links that you can find on our website or in our episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Fancy a little more last refuge in your life? Dream of waking up to a cup of glorp and a relaxing puzzle sesh with Flick? Or maybe you just want to rep your favorite podcast during your morning run with a TLR t-shirt and water bottle? Well, your dreams can be a reality if you go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store, all lowercase, right now. Our merch store is fully stocked with all sorts of TLR goodness, and we're always on the lookout for ideas for new products. Visit the store, pick something out, and be sure to take lots of pictures and tag us on social media. All right, that's all the announcements we've got for you this week. Thank you so much for listening. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, fight racism where, when, and however you can, and happy gaming, y'all. So as you open the door, there are, you all remember that Rithmala had sort of a little army of zombies and skeletons and such. And there are several of them just on the other side of the door. But as you open it, they just sort of stand there, unmoving. You see, you all remember that you, last time you were here, you had to contend with other sort of living spells. You think maybe they were either other arcanists that didn't sort of get to retain as much of themselves as as Rithmala did, or possibly just other spells that were in the process of being cast when everything went haywire. But there are these sort of living, floating orb spell things floating around, and one of them you see, as you all open the door, sort of hovers for a moment and then floats away deeper into this side of the Arcanium. I think we should follow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as you follow it and sort of turn the corner, you do see that, like, a little ways down the next hallway, it it was kind of waiting uh, for you. And as soon as you come around the corner, it continues on down and leads you down the big, long hallway that was this, like, darkness death trap last time you were all here. And eventually you get to the end and there is a door. And you all remember that on the other side of that door is Rithmala's chambers. Biz, do you want to do the honors? The uh, the floating orb living spell thing just sort of floats through the door uh, and beyond. Oh god, I'm going I'm torn between doing a Emperor's New Groove like boom baby entrance <laughs> and just walking up and saying, what up bitches? <laughs> okay. I'm not mad, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. I think I think what she is gonna end up doing is that she's just gonna she's gonna open the door, saunter in, and say, "Heard you wanted to have a little uh, powwow." Oh my god, absolutely wild. Okay, <laughs> this is how she covers up her fear. I love it. Okay, so Bizdiri, you walk in this bluster, going to hide a bit of fear. Flick and and uh, Kit, you're following behind, and as you all walk in, I do need everyone to please make me wisdom saving throw. Oh, advantage. Yes, I think all of you have advantage. I think we all do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Shiza, I lied about this one. Mm. I'm so sorry to Flick and Kit, because you will have to reroll, because this is a charisma save, actually, for this particular effect. 
I'm so sorry. Hold, you almost certainly you will have to make a wisdom saving throw before this conversation is over. Feel free to hold on to those numbers for that if you would like. I would not like to, and I would not (laughs) like to make this roll either. Oh, oh, I thought maybe you'd crit or something. Okay, well, never mind. Don't hold on to them then. No, I rolled two eights. (laughs) Well, good. Roll again then. Now you get another chance to crit. Of course you rolled two eights. Oh no, this roll was not as good as the first one. Oh no, but you rolled the first one with advantage, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, all right, what'd you get, Flick? Uh, It's only, it's a Christmas save, you said? It's a Christmas save, yes. Uh, So I, uh, I, uh, that's rather good for me, but I rolled a three, so that's a ten. Okay, Uh, Kit. I'm using my inspiration, because I also rolled a three, and I do not want to. We'll do that, and that's now a twelve. Okay. Okay. That was better. That was a 15. Okay. And Bizdira. 18. Okay. So Flick, (laughs) you all walk in. Bizdira is all bluster and whatever. And as soon as you walk in the room, Flick, you are still yourself. You still know why you're here. But you're like, okay, here's the thing, though. Like, she didn't actually do anything to us, and maybe she'll be helpful. I'm, I'm, I'm not so nervous about this. And you are, for all intents and purposes, under the effects, under both effects of a charm emotions or a calm emotions spell. So you feel, uh, you know, if we're looking at the friendly, indifferent, hostile sort of gradient, you are indifferent to Rithmala. If you were hostile before, if you felt indifferent to her before, you are friendly, uh, and you just sort of can't. Can't work up any super strong emotions for the moment. Hmm, I'll look. I, I will actually look to the, both of my friends and say, "I'm pretty chill right now." <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Dear Just out of the blue. Literally, it's, it's perfect. Li- she's gonna face palm. Say already. Now I know how they feel about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually that's very correct. That's very correct. <laughs> so is is she here? Yeah, is she there? Mm-hmm. She is. She is standing, uh, sort of right in the center of the room. And Kit and Vizdira, you two are not affected by her uh, sort of charming aura, but you can feel that there is, that she is in the purest sense just radiating enchantment magic. Vizdira, you in particular, like, she is made of the same stuff that the Spellbinder is made of, right? Like, that is all connected, big time. So I think Biz is going to look at Flick and look back at Rithmala and say... Can we get beyond the theatrics and just have a conversation? And she locks her eyes on you, Bizdira, and there is a sort of unsettlingness. Because as I recall, Rithmala does have a bit of form to her, Mm -hmm. uh, but she is not a humanoid. She is not a, a person any longer in that sense. So it's a bit disconcerting. But she looks at you and she just says, Not theatrics, merely what I am. You must breathe, and I must charm. But that, I think, is why you are here. We'll figure that out, but we heard you wanted to talk to us. Kit, Mm -hmm. perception with disadvantage, please. Ugh, what a bummer. That's only a nine. Okay, I rolled great. a 19 on the other one. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. Uh, so, sorry, Vizdira, what did you say? Uh, we heard you wanted to talk to us. Mm. She says, um... You all made quite the impression, tearing through all of my defenses, doing something rather earth-shaking down below. I still don't know exactly what you did down there. Why don't you all sit... And I do need everyone to now make a wisdom saving throw. Kit. 
Uh, 22. Biz, Dira? Eight. <laughs> I rolled two fives. <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. Flick? Uh, also a 22. Okay, Bizdira, you very, very strongly want to sit down right now. I think she starts to sit down and then, like, smacks herself in the face and stands back up. Uh, make an insight check for me. That is a 20 adjusted. Oh, very nice. Okay, so that is what you do. And you also, you have interacted with Rithmala before and were, in fact, quite closely connected to her for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you, particularly after, right, you were just like, oh, the theatrics. And she was like, no, really, it, it just happens. Um, you a little bit get the sense that she, like, this wasn't a malicious, actively, like, harmful thing. She just, this is what she does. She is enchantment, right? She, the fact that she has not tried to directly, like, dominate any of you yet is sort of big. And this little suggestion that she gave to you probably was almost instinctual more than, more than, like, aggressive or, or, um... Hostile. So Bazira will look at her and say, I, I think we're all good standing. No no offense. <laughs> Flick will turn to I was gonna say Flick turns to Bazira and it was like, I mean, we could all just sit down, like that's that's also fine, you know? <laughs> She's I'm just so gonna stare glad. at Flick Rithmal, and Do say, you want us mm-hmm. to sit down? Because we can sit down. Oh my god. Like any like any mean girl who like wants attention until you give it to her and then she doesn't give a shit. Like, she finds you a bit obsequious, Flick, I think, and is like, no, you can stand if you want, it's fine. I, I mean, but we could also, I mean, you said you, you said we could I'm sit down. I'm gonna pinch so him. Like... <laughs> um, yeah, okay, I mean, yeah, sure, Flick, you can have another, you can have another Christmas save. Okay. That's good. That's a 24. Okay, so you do snap... I mean, you know, you, you snap out of the calm a little bit uh, as, as... And Kit now he just, just like, looks Whoa! a little bit more nervous than he was before, but right, nothing right. else really changes. <laughs> he, was, he was so zen before. <laughs> and now his eyes just get a little bit wider, I think. He's just like... Right. Yeah, Rithmala seems a little annoyed. Not because her suggestion didn't work, but because she's just not used to, like, not being obeyed. <laughs> uh, she's just says, uh, fine, stand if you must... You need assistance, is my understanding, and the three of you impress, and perhaps can be of use. At at the impress, she'll give a little curtsy. (laughs) As will Flick, I think. Okay, yes, absolutely. (laughs) No curtsies from Kit. No, no, I didn't, yeah, no. (laughs) Flick will say, you've guessed correctly, but first I think we're looking to maybe get some information from you, if you're willing. To give it. Nothing comes for free, but ask away. I mean, you've spoken to our associates, uh, it sounds like, through notes uh, through underneath the door. Do you know how hard it is to get an ensorcelled skeleton to write a note? I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. Though they seem to be doing well, I, I, you know, at least like motor function wise, I don't know. Now he just starts rambling because he's nervous. I'm going to pinch him again. Oh. <laughs> Okay, um, so as you're rambling, Kit reaches out to pinch you, and at the same moment, Rithmala goes, stop, and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw with advantage. <laughs> oh, goodness, 18. Oh, okay, you are free to stop, you are not compelled to stop. So he'll, like, retreat, retract, like, he was just yelled at, and then he goes, ow, because you pinched him. <laughs> and, he, and he just goes, he... <laughs> Leaves his leaves his place at front of the line and goes to the back of the line. He's tried his best. <laughs> and he has tried his best. 
poor Flick. He was so fine with the calm demotions. Exa- he didn't have to. <laughs> he was doing just Let's, fine. I, just to clarify, the pinching in both instances would is to yeah. get him to be quiet. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> um, okay, so that whole exchange is amazing. It happens. Well, I think before we ask any questions, I'm curious to know how we, how do you think we can be of assistance to you? Without missing a beat, just focused on you, Kit, you can feel the attention. She says, well, by letting me out, of course. Naturally. And what will you do when we let you out, if we let you out? I I will return to my studies. I will be free to move about the world as any sentient being should be. And I will go back to the business that is mine. Improving the world in my way, just as you all do. There's, like, blood welling up in Bazeera's mouth right now. She's biting her tongue so hard. (laughs) Obviously, you want us to let you go. That's been... We've known that for a long time. I would say you have to offer us quite a bit for us to agree to that. So what are you willing to offer? She says, well, I have much at my disposal. You haven't asked me for anything. Well, we want to know what you bring to the table before we ask. We can imagine what you might bring, but I'm sure that you have a much better grasp on your abilities. As much fun as this no you tell me, no you tell me back and forth is. (laughs) Well, that's when I think Flick would like to take (laughs) place back at the front of the line and actually and say and be up front and say, we need an army. And Rithmala sort of, her form sort of almost sparkles at that. And she says, oh, really? So we're at that point. It returns, does it? Uh, yes, it's returning. And that, uh, I don't know if you heard the loud boom upstairs just now, but that was proof that it is in fact happening right now. So what can you offer us in terms of an army? She says, I can offer you the entire world as your army if you desire it. Absolutely not. No, see, that's where we have to draw the line. (laughs) (laughs) I've offered This is why we were being so nervous before. I'm sorry, I thought we're (laughs) negotiating. We start at the top and then meet in the... All right, why we were being so sensitive before and now (laughs) we've we've crossed that line, so now we need to, you know... (laughs) Yeah. Interesting negotiation tactic, to, though, to be like, I can offer you everything in the whole world. <laughs> she can only go down from there. <laughs> but it is interesting because we know that's not what we want. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, As we're all kind of disgusted by that thought, we're like, okay, no, 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 never mind. Like, I don't want any living creature. Oh, then I, I can't help you. But you have zombies. Ugh. A few here and there, but is there a massive graveyard anywhere nearby? I mean, certainly there are burial sites for every civilization on this island. I don't think we're going to... No. I'm not into this. (laughs) I was hoping that somebody would make that. It's like the ghost army in Return of the King. Come on. Like... There's a difference between a ghost, though, and like, you know, desecrating all of the burial sites in an entire world to like bring their skeletons They're back. They're already that in- dead. <laughs> They're yes, already but we dead. have to well, be respectful of the dead. Also, there's like a, you know, there's an order to life. <laughs> there's a, uh, truly. And also, also, for what it's worth, the cobalt's burn their dead too. So like that whole group is out because you mm-hmm. all were at that funeral. <laughs> I will turn to the ball of light in the room and actually say, I'm more interested in those. She says, oh, 
Well, you realize that those will have a similar effect, as if I just brought an army, but uh, I, I suppose you could use my friends. And several more of the orbs of, you know, there's a couple of different types come flying into the room and sort of begin to meander about the room. She says, you're welcome to them, of course, they're yours, but um, I don't know how you intend to command them. Backing up just a second, Please? just to be clear, the only thing you're putting on the table on your end is that you can enchant as many people as we want to fight for us. And that's that's your offer, right? It's my offer to provide you with an army, as was requested, yes. And if, rather than an army, we wanted you to provide defensive uh, measures against, you know, the elemental beasts that are likely to attack. Is that something that you could do? How interesting. Perhaps. Perhaps I could protect this place. But I will need access to more than these chambers if I am to protect this island. Well, yes, I, I understand that that's, that's what you want from us. <laughs> I just, I think that if, if the only thing you could bring us is I can enchant people and make them fight for you, we're not going to have a deal here. So I want to know, what else can you do for us so that we can give you what you want? Well, as your companion has pointed out, there are the use of my friends. She indicates the, the living spells again. There are not so many of them, but they could be of use to you all, distracting, enchanting, and otherwise lessening any attacking creatures here or wherever your war takes you. The undead that I have in my employ could also be of use, though the truth is they gave you little trouble all those years ago, and I don't assume they would stand up to any sort of significant onslaught. Beyond that, we can certainly get creative. I am the physical embodiment of enchantment magic, but my resources are specific and limited by their specificity. Understood. Another question. What guarantee would you give us that if we let you free, you're not going to, despite what we agree to here, uh, you know, simply go up to the surface and enchant everyone who lives there? Ah, now we come to it. You see, I have been thinking on that ever since your friends came down and I had a feeling I might speak with you again. There is a possibility. My influence requires that I have this form, that I am one with the threads of enchantment magic that suffuse this world. If I were to, say, inhabit another, my powers would be limited while I was inhabiting them. I could still command my friends and my undead and make some small use of my abilities, but I wouldn't have the range that I have now, the freedom to charm, to enchant, to control. And you'd need a willing host body? Not necessarily. I give her a look. I just like, yeah, we, like I just give her like what's a, the, what's the enough part of that now. Like? <laughs> the willing part, but um, yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah. Um, brief side note, she's not technically dead right so no, she's not okay. yeah okay it's not exactly possession 
right? Mm-hmm. But it's something akin to it. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, oh, could I just reincarnate her and just make her her own body? But no, she's oh, not. Oh, interesting thought, but no, she's yeah. not, like like you said, she's not really dead. Mm-hmm. Or I should say, I guess more to the point, her soul is not free by itself yeah. to do that. Okay. Does the body have to be alive? Like, if we brought her a body of something dead, could like recently dead, could she take that? Yeah, so she's sort of, um, you know, just, just to, to answer the question without doing all of the whatever. The more capable the form that she inhabits, the more she will be able to do for you all, right? Confining her to a real physical body will keep her from just being able to reach out and dominate people left and right, like she normally can do and is currently choosing not to. But if you give her a corpse, then basically she's going to be able to comp- command the living spells, and that's probably about it. Right? If you give her someone who has uh, some magical capabilities, then she will be able to do a little bit more with, you know, she'll be able to like channel her power through that ability and be able to do a little bit more. So it just, it depends on, you know, how much active help you are hoping for from her outside of just having those living spells at your disposal. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Moral dilemmas. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I think if we went this route, it would have to be a, like, yes, it would have to be a willing volunteer situation. We can also, well, it's, uh, well, it sounds like we're, if that is the route we're going to take, we have to go find someone. Like, we, we have to leave this conversation as is. We know the terms, and we need to go find somebody who might be willing to do that for the cause. Because eventually yeah. she will leave them and go about her merry way you know would a all glorp creature too. be mm-hmm. viable mm-hmm. like if we got an another copy of murko who was a powerful mm. wizard would he be able to be a viable option for her oh my god rithmala slash murko are you kidding me combination but that is that is definitely an idea for what it is worth you know, if you all sat down and thought about it, yeah, I mean, the the, the Glorp people have the same connection to magic because Glorp Mirko cast all them spells. Mm-hmm. So that's not an issue. What might do weird things are the All Glorp's creatures' connection to the All Glorp. Yeah. So, like, there is sort of a third or second and a half person involved in that process, right? So it could have... You don't know. But, but physically speaking, like... Yeah, an all-glorp person has the capabilities and the conduits that she's been talking about. I am kind of all about this idea because I almost feel like if if she gets out of line, the all-glorp is pow- like old enough and power and powerful enough that they might be able to kind of balance her out, if not completely keep her in check. But at the same yeah. time, that's a lot of enchantment to give the Algorb. I know. <laughs> I think we have to think on it more. Yeah. Well, the good news is you'll have a week to do so because that is where we're going to end this week's episode. Oh my goodness. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out um, more about the Alglorp and Rithmala. What a combination. <laughs> you can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at, at D-N-D Last Refuge. That's at D. 
the letter N, D, Last Refuge. And if you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Basira, Kit, and Flick. <laughs> I think that was worse. That was awful. Happy gaming, y'all. I'm really exploring. I'm really You'd be amazed what I can forget in an hour. Let's <laughs> do... Should we do the intro?